Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. All right, everyone, we are getting ready, finally, for Ms. Marvel, which by the time you're listening to this will premiere in less than a week. So here we are with our usual predictions episode, breaking down a little bit of the character's history, as well as some of the theories based on the trailers that we've seen so far, what we think might happen in the show, and, you know, a little bit here and there about what we're excited about. So, Katie, why don't you kick us off? I think this is going to be an interesting show, and I want to start off by saying that um, for a couple reasons. Uh, obviously, it's another origin story. Um, we're all aware of that. But also, on top of that, this is only the second character that we have that's going to be high school age and like living life as a high schooler. So I think it's going to be really interesting because in the best of ways, the show has a lot to prove because of that. I think it's going to really be interesting to see how people receive it. I know so far people have received the first two episodes that um, they've been able to see. Uh, some of the people who have seen it early, I should say, and they've said it's amazing. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. But I do think it'll have a lot to prove to a lot of the fans because it'll be a, a, quite a change of pace, especially considering the last thing we got was MOM. And Moon Knight, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually thinking that too. I was like, wow, show-wise, this is very different tonally from Moon Knight. And that was evident from, I mean, just knowing the character, but also from the very first trailer, it's like so much brighter in tone. Um, But I'm actually really looking forward to that. I think I actually tweeted right when the first trailer came out, I was like, she and pre-Endgame Peter Parker would have been best friends. Obviously, we've seen Peter go through a lot. He's matured a lot because of what's happened to him and everything especially after no way home but she reminds me a lot of him early on especially in like homecoming where she wants to prove herself and she has this idol and and all of that so um i thought that was really interesting and it, it made me happy but i'm really excited for this you know i i didn't mark it as one of my top shows or like my top show for 2022 when we knew it was slated for this year But just seeing everything that's come out, you know, trailer-wise and content-wise so far, I'm super pumped. Even just doing some background reading on her, she has a lot of really interesting storylines. So I think this is going to be a fun one, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, the only thing for me that I'm a little, like, upset about, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word for how I'm feeling, is, and this is just for overall feelings, we'll get back into, or we'll get into some of the more particular things from the trailers, but... I will say the one thing that I, I don't love is that I like when we get the shows and we don't necessarily know where these characters are going and we're kind of getting her for the sole purpose of knowing she's already going to be in the Marvels. So I'm a little less excited for it for, I think, that reason where, you know, we don't really know or like we know too much of the impact I think she's already going to have on the MCU at least next versus, you know, we still have She-Hulk this year and 
I have not a single clue where She-Hulk is going to go after they introduce her. Or even with Moon Knight, we didn't know where he was going. We still don't. So I think that's the only thing for me that I'm a little, like, eh. You know, it's a little bit of a letdown because I do know that it's going to be the Marvels. I also am not the biggest Captain Marvel fan as far as the movie. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, I'm not sitting here like, Carol, yay. (laughs) So the franchise itself, like, is not one of my favorites. So I definitely think for me it's going to be, it's not quite high on my list. I would say it was probably my least favorite show I was looking forward to, and it still stands there. But I'm really excited to see it, regardless. Yeah, really quick, before we start going into theories, when you were saying, you know, about Captain Marvel not really being your favorite franchise... We've definitely talked about that before, especially in our replay episode, how neither one of us really kind of jived with that character or that film. You know, it's definitely gotten better over time, but I think on first, our first reactions were pretty similar that neither one of us was like, ooh, like, I love Captain Marvel. I think one of the reasons I'm actually most excited about Ms. Marvel is she can actually, and same thing with Monica Rambeau, is their ability to, like, revamp what the marvels it like obviously they're not ms marvel but like being within that franchise i'm like oh maybe it'll be more interesting now because i like maria rambo and i have a feeling i'm really gonna like kamala khan so i'm like all right cool like maybe this will make me like that franchise more because i don't necessarily vibe so much with the like lead main hero in it yeah that's definitely fair and and what's what's gonna be interesting about the show is the way she is almost like us And, you know, she's living, and maybe not living in, like, the whole fantasy world, but to be fair, I mean, look at us, we have a podcast about something that is just, like, a bunch of movies. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's just a bunch of movies. (laughs) And we sit here and we talk in depth about all of these things, but they're not, like, the current world. They're not, like, hey, what's on the news? What's about going on, you know, about this, that, and another thing? You know, it's an entertainment thing. So it's very interesting that it's, like, she is essentially just us sitting here in her own world of, I, you know, what if I'm the superhero? What can I be or when can I be the superhero kind of vibe? And so I think it's really funny because like you're sitting there and, you know, I was in high school not that long ago. So for me, even just the high school scenes, I'm just like, yeah, you know, (laughs) I just like, yeah, I, I like I already know I can relate to in that aspect. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how, how they're portraying her to definitely be that almost like, hey, she's you guys, you know, like she's as if one of you just something happens and you get powers and you become the superheroes that you adore. Yeah, that immediately makes me think of the scene in the trailers and it's shown many times where she's wearing like the homemade suit and I'm like, she's essentially a cosplayer who has powers. Like she is so relatable in that sense and I love that about her. So it'll be great to see that um, as well because I think we've all taken our turn at dressing up as a character or four. So... That'll be fun too. <laughs> yeah, and I and it's like I said, it's it's definitely gonna be cool to kind of have that aspect of it. Um, like I I also mentioned, I think the high school thing might be interesting, and I hope it's well done because I do think some of the ones who have been around for a while are older, <laughs> and maybe not quite as in that time frame anymore. I mean, Peter even I know he's still in high school, but well, I guess he's kind of in college now. But I mean, his trilogy got so dark. <laughs> it really did. It took a turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like so fast, it got so dark. So. 
I definitely think the only other time that we had those moments of relatability are, are kind of stripped when his got so dark and you kind of stopped seeing him for the fact that he was, you know, 17 and you started having to see him as, you know, he's an adult going through a lot of really deep things and you see her kind of just like, you know, I'm crushing on a dude and I'm just like trying to figure out my life and I adore Captain Marvel and my parents are like up my butt. So it's definitely a different vibe. Yeah, but it's at the same time, it's those things that, like, we've all been through at that time in our lives, which still makes her relatable, which is cool. Let's dig in a little bit into some of the context about her and a little bit of the background before we get into theories. So first thing, let's talk about her comic book origins, because she's actually an inhuman, and this is a point I want to make really, like, emphasize a lot, because... It seems like, and I know people have talked about this online and are not necessarily thrilled about it, it seems like they're not going to really make her origins an inhuman origin in the show. It looks like she has those cuffs that kind of give her the powers. Instead of the gas. Yeah, instead of the Terrigen mist. Yeah. I think it's really interesting, and I'm hoping that they do find a way to work in the Terrigen. Like, maybe the cups are infused with Terrigen or something. I don't know. Simply because we just got Black Bolt, who is the king of the Inhumans in Multiverse of Madness. And I know that wasn't in our Earth, but again, we've talked about this at length. They chose those Illuminati members on purpose, and I can't help but think that introducing the king of the Inhumans right when you're coming into Ms. Marvel, who is a notable Inhuman, is not a coincidence. So I'm hoping that they don't completely strip her of her inhuman identity because I really, there's a lot of interesting storylines around the Inhumans. You know, Daisy Johnson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is an Inhuman, so there's a lot of cool stuff that they could do if they're able to bring those back. Her powers, she's actually able to kind of shapeshift, which is pretty cool. It does look like they're going to kind of, and I know this has been another conversation as well, that they've changed her powers a little bit. I think a lot of the conversation has been, oh, she has the same powers as Reed Richards, so they kind of wanted to change it. Some fans aren't thrilled about that. I'm going to hold on. I don't know enough about her in terms of, like, having a preconceived notion of, like, really being attached to her comic book powers. So I'm going to hold off on any judgment there until I see the show. I think her powers, as they're depicted in the trailers, look pretty cool. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how they go forward with that. Yeah, I definitely... Actually, to both parts, I have some things to say. What's interesting is with the the Terrigen gas, um, or mist, I keep calling it gas, um, and I'll probably do it for more times <laughs> but what's interesting is to your point you know that's how the inhumans are get their power and they kind of go through this metamorphosis almost and actually and i believe his name's cameron um the guy she's crushing on in the trailer and i can't i'm not 100 percent sure his name it could be Cameron. I'm feeling Cameron. I'm going to call him Cameron. It could be wrong. Um, And I'm going to give that red flag now. It could be wrong. <laughs> but I, I believe he also becomes an inhuman at some point. So what my thing is, is to your point with uh the, the cuffs, if that is a limiting factor, I think that kind of limits who we see as inhumans come about and how or if we even see the inhumans, which to your point, we already did see Black Bolt. Black Bolt you would think... You know, maybe that's a little ode to, you know, we'll get them down the road. But I will say, you know, if we're going to show her with the cuffs, which look very more or much more cosmically done, maybe alien even, 
which would tie her a lot to the Marvels and to Captain Marvel, makes a lot of sense, but... It actually... Sorry, when you said that, it sparked something in me. You know what it kind of reminds me of visually? Shang-Chi's ring. I thought of the same thing. And remember that they said that the rings were... At the end of Shang-Chi, something was up with the rings? That they're... Yeah, they were, like, calling to something? Yeah. Just wanted to put that little tie out there. No, I thought the same thing. I will say, I think it's it could be a very limiting thing, and I think that's why fans have kind of pointed out that they hope that's not the route they're going with it because if they want to do Inhumans further down the road, having her get her powers through this bracelet, you know, if they keep, if they never want to do the Inhumans and they want to keep her solely for like the Marvel family or like the Marvel's family, as in Captain Marvel's family, not, uh, um, <laughs> but if they solely want to keep her for that, this will be fine. But I definitely, yeah, the, if they want to do more inhuman things, they'll be limited, especially even if they want to do more with, like I said, I don't know if his name's Cameron, but I'm going to call him Cameron. If they want him to become an inhuman further down the road, because I know, you know, he has a storyline in her comic as well. We wouldn't see it unless we then get the gas or the miss later on. Yeah. And to that point too, you know, she does actually interact with, some of the characters that were in the Inhumans TV show, the ill-fated show, that's kind of the reason they're, like, potentially avoiding Inhumans, but, like, she, like, goes on adventures with Lockjaw, and she, like, talks to Medusa, so, like, which is um, Black Bolt's wife, so it would be really disappointing, I think, to your point, with if she's limited to these bracelets, to not be able to then give her the opportunity to interact with some of these characters, especially because, again, if MOM is anything to go by, we might be getting the Inhumans, and, like, it would suck if she's, like, not included in that. Yeah, my only thought process would be, and this goes back to our last episode, but if Secret Wars is what we're getting, a possible cop-out could be that we just get the Inhumans. They just kind of appear, because I do think that they have the ability to have some cop-outs with that. So there could be a way of just kind of being like, oh, you know, they were in the one in the universe that hit us or something of that nature and then they don't need to necessarily worry about her if that makes sense and we can have her like Kamala as her character and then we can have the Inhumans come in later or already established or come in and if they want to talk about the mist then fine but maybe keep her almost not included with them if that makes sense yeah it does I just think that's a loss because like even if you're Oh, same. Avoiding, you know, the origin story of the Inhumans, you still, once she's an Inhuman and they're around, like, that's when they interact. Yes, they interact when she, like, first becomes, you know, goes through the Terra Genesis, but she, like I said, when she's a fully formed Ms. Marvel, she goes on adventures with Lockjaw, and so, like, even no matter how you bring in the Inhumans, she should, in a perfect world, still be involved in their stories, or some of them. So I'm really hoping that we don't kind of lose that opportunity, but TBD on that one. <laughs> I 100% agree. It's definitely interesting that they're choosing to do it with the bracelet, because I do wonder if that has a connection to... Cause Actually, I thought of two different things when I first saw it. I did think it kind of looked, you know, something that could have been sort of alien. But also, it reminded me of Doctor Strange a lot. So, I sort of was like, and then, you know, look-wise, it reminded me of that. But just the concept of it reminded me of the rings from Shang-Chi. So, I was like, okay, so we've got Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi, which we've already established a connection with between each other. Through Wong. So, you know, I'm wondering if they'll take her in that direction more. 
And so while she has the Captain Marvel stuff as well, they will, there will also be that additional aspect since, you know, the way that they were acting with the rings is that it's calling something out in space. So I think there's a much bigger story that's coming about that this is almost like that underlying one that while we have MOM that was, you know, leading that multiverse charge and everybody's been worried about that. I think we've had this underlying story since Shang-Chi that's sitting here like, hey, you know, there's more to this, which is also interesting because I think it's putting Wong at the forefront of all of this. Like, I love Doctor Strange, but suddenly it's like, no, Wong's the man, you know? This is Wong's show. It's the Wong universe. Exactly, but <laughs> it, it helps a lot because it doesn't force us to have Doctor Strange and everything because Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. So this underlying storyline that we might be getting, that whatever the rings we're calling out to, if this bracelet shows a connection to that, and then, you know, you have Miss Marvel mixing with Monica and mixing with Carol, you know, and Carol was already in mixing with Shang-Chi and Wong and Hulk. Like, we have all of these characters already interacting and being in that same circle and dealing with this cosmic thing already. So I think it could be really interesting whatever direction we're heading with this, I would say, underlying plot line. That's actually a really good way to put it. I didn't really think about it that way before, but I like that a lot. Like, the idea that, like, they're almost distracting us with the multiverse. Like, it's this, like, shiny thing. But they're, like, slipping in these little hints that there's, like, a really big cosmic play going on that, like... Well, even the Eternals. Think about the Eternals. like, every once in a while, they're like, oh, hey, remember there's something cosmically that's, like, a really big deal? So, that's actually interesting. Like, there are a lot of really big deal space slash cosmic villains that could be in play here so that's i like that a lot it also makes me really wonder like we've talked obviously in our last couple episodes or in a previous episode about secret wars and how we're coming in there and actually ms marvel is a really tiny part of that as well and we'll get to that in a second but you know as much as i want secret wars to be it and i feel like it probably is this whole cosmic thing is like that one seed of doubt that I have that like maybe we're not quite hitting the mark that maybe it's actually something like a Galacticus or something is like the next big bad because he makes Thanos look like, you know, some guy with some rocks, you know, like Galacticus is a big deal. So I'm not saying that's what it is, but just that there are some really big cosmic threats out there that just because right now we're really focused on Secret Wars, there is a part of me that doesn't want to totally discount a more cosmic, larger crossover event. I think there's not a rule for Marvel. Well, there's no rules for Marvel regardless. Um, (laughs) Especially now. Yeah, but I think there's no rule in place to kind of be like, we only need one linear story. Because if you think about this too, I mean... The multiverse, the biggest thing with the multiverse are the characters already involved in it, which are the characters that make the most sense to be involved in it. Versus cosmically, it's the same idea of what we've kind of been talking about, like, how do you do people like Monica and Carol and now Kamala? Yeah, Kamala Khan, yeah. Okay, because I keep thinking of the vice president is... Kamala, Yeah, and she doesn't say, the trailer specifically says not to, yeah, I know, so my brain is like, yeah, okay. (laughs) But you have characters like this, even the Eternals, that are so cosmically related to everything out there. But you have people like Hawkeye. You have people like Yelena. Yeah, yeah. And Sam. Exactly, (laughs) who are like completely different. I think we have a lot of stories that are not going to mix the way we saw them in Endgame. Okay, 
Fair. So you think that instead of going one big Infinity War Endgame, that we're gonna have like that, like that big culminating moment, but underlying subplots? Yeah, I think okay. we're gonna have you know a cosmic moment because you're not. What are you gonna do? Have Kate Bishop putting arrows out in space? Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not gonna have yeah. Kate- TBT to that time that Hawkeye went to space yeah. and was like mind blown. Yeah, well, but that's what I mean. Like. <laughs> You're not going to take all these characters up into space. They don't belong. That's not their their territory. Just as, like, you're not going to sit there and have Kate going through the multiverse. That's not her place yeah. to be. And I'm just using her because I looked over at my pop and I just was like, now it's in my eyes. just like, well, Kate's an example. <laughs> but the on-the-ground threats, the on-earth threats are just as prominent for her to still be a part of. So I think we actually have three storylines that we need to be keeping an eye out for. I think Kamala is part of that cosmic one 100%. And I think she's tying together the whole Shang-Chi idea with the rings. She's tying together, you know, obviously Captain Marvel. And she's bringing in Wong in that aspect. Because keep in mind, yes, Wong was an MOM. But who was it mainly going... And who was it... Not even mainly. Who was it going through the multiverse? Doctor Strange. You know, Wong was there as a Sorcerer Supreme doing what he had to do. But I think his place is going to be in this cosmic world. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually good, too, that they, like, elevated Wong in that way. Because, to your point, like, you can't have Doctor Strange and everything. Again, we've talked about this. Like, the amount of evolution the character went through between his own first movie and his own second movie is, like, insane. And so I think being able to, like for lack of a better term, like, split those duties with Wong is actually, like, a really smart move on their part. And also, like, everybody freaking loves Wong. So it's, like, such a good thing for fans because, like, I mean, he's, like, so universally loved. And I don't mind seeing Wong in literally everything. So if he shows up at the end of Ms. Marvel, I'd be like, cool, there's my guy. Like, sounds good. Well, and you also brought up her powers. And I I know, uh, to your point, there's been some talk about that. I think... Aesthetically speaking, I think it fits the Marvel's franchise aesthetic. It fits how Carol and her powers work. It fits how, um, yeah. well, Monica, but Photon, even when she was getting her power, that, that all the light, the bright lights, the, the static, everything that was going on, it's really fitting into that area. And I think they're really trying to establish it that way. But I mean, there are moments where she does look like she's kind of stretching. And that, I mean, she, even that fit, the, the way they do her fist, it's not going to be exactly the same. And I understand that. But I think they're still trying to kind of do a nod to how she is in the comics and still giving her that difference from Reed Richards because we are getting Reed later. And we know that that's like almost another confirmation we're getting him is to make sure that they're kind of like, well, we don't want two characters that are too close. But I think it looks cool and I think it's going to be an interesting change of pace. I mean, I don't think we're used to, I mean, obviously we have Wanda with her, her chaos magic, but you know, that's a whole different bag of chips at this point. The way her, that Kamala's magic, magic, I guess not magic, power. I'm Now I'm thinking Scarlet Witch, so my brain is like, magic, but no. Yeah, I, I guess power is like the best. I was trying to think like, is there another word for it? But no, I guess, I guess power is just yeah. the best thing to use. Yeah, but I guess her power, the way it looks, I mean, it is cool. And it, lo- it it's not something we're used to seeing as much. And so I like the change of pace. I think it's going to be interesting. And it's kind of one of those, like, don't knock it till you try it kind of ideas. 
just wait, see how it might not be as, you know, starkly different as we think it might be. That's kind of my mindset going into it. Like I said, like, if you're a diehard Ms. Marvel fan, I understand being, like, frustrated because, you know, everybody has that one character where they're like, don't mess with my character, and I totally get it. But if you're not someone who, like, is obsessed with Ms. Marvel, you know, don't let the conversations online kind of make you go in with a negative mindset already. Like, I just, I I would say to fans who are not necessarily, like, Ms. Marvel stands, like, go in with an open mind, even though there is already some, like, negative, you know, conversation happening about that change, because it could be really cool. And it, to your point, like, there are definitely still nods to make, to what she does in the comics, to make it less starkly different so i honestly i have an open mind and i'm excited for it and i think it's gonna be just fine well and now moving forward we don't get a lot of hints at who she's fighting in this show we don't get a lot of information but we do have a scene specifically where there are four people blacked out so it's like white it's it looks like bright light behind them so you can't make out their faces it looks like two men and two women and i assume these are the people we need to be watching out for, that they're going to be the bad guys. However, I also raised the idea that of having scrolls present or Kree present, since we know the scroll, scrolls and Kree are pretty much at war, and we know that's kind of the big idea behind Secret Invasion and probably where the Marvels is going to pick up in that general area. So I'm not against thinking these people are either of them. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good thought. I did not even, when I was watching the trailers, I did not even go there. Like, my brain did not make that connection. So thanks for that, <laughs> Caitlin. Um, just riffing off that then, you know, I like that idea a lot because, to your point, we haven't actually seen the scroll since WandaVision when there's that end credit scene with Monica and we find out, that's when we found out that Fury was on that ship, right? Or was that... Was that the end of Far From Home? No. Well, oh no. We had found out, I believe, that in uh, Far From Home he was on the ship. But we, uh, the last time we saw Skulls was WandaVision. So you were like partially there. Okay, cool. Cause sometimes they all kind of run together. So well, it's like. Well, and we had that gap. They technically were back to back, but there was a, like a year and a half long gap between them. Yeah, that's true. Um,. But yeah, so we haven't seen the scrolls in a hot minute. We know that Monica is still obviously in contact with them, which makes them a prime candidate for being a part of uh, the Marvels, of course. The Kree, we haven't seen in a long time. I don't think we've seen them since Captain Marvel's debut, right? Like, since her origin story. Um, I know we saw Ronan the Accuser, obviously, in Guardians of the Galaxy, so he's a very prominent Cree, and I'm gonna go out on the limb here from my very murky recognition or memory of the Inhumans. Some research I did around it um, as it relates to Agents of Shield, but I think Terrigen Mist is actually a creation of the Cree. So I think the Cree actually created the Inhumans. And if I'm wrong about that, at the very least, the Kree and the Inhumans are very related. So that's just another, you know, if they do decide to tie in some of Ms. Marvel's Inhuman roots, that is just another kind of credence to your theory that we're going to get some scrolls and Kree in this show. If we're going by how things are currently set up in the MCU, I would think that the Kree would be the antagonist, because as of right now, the scrolls seem to be allies. But again... Isn't Secret Invasion the whole point that they're not the good guys? So I honestly was going to ask that because I keep getting confused. 
And now, <laughs> to be fair, I only watched Captain Marvel for the second time when we did the replay episode. So what? Maybe a year ago. And it came out in, what, uh, 2018? So it had been a while since I saw it. And I know in the film, it's the whole, we think that the Skrulls are the bad people, but the Kree are actually the bad people. So I think right. ever since I've been like, okay, I guess the Skrulls are supposed to be the good people. But then to your point, I'm sitting here like, isn't Secret Invasion the whole thing where, and the comic line in which the Skrulls infiltrate Earth and are infiltrating planets and taking over, which is what the Kree kept trying to stop them from doing. So I'm like, who am I rooting for? <laughs> is, I guess, the weird question. Yeah, no, 100%. Because that's, I think, they... I mean, Marvel, when you're talking about Captain Marvel's origin story, Marvel took advantage of that, not like anybody who had that knowledge, I think, of Secret Invasion, that the Skrulls do invade. They do take over important people's likenesses. Like, I'm, I think at one point, like... Norman Osborn is actually a scroll, and like obviously that's not you know really applicable to where we are currently in the MCU. But at the time in the comics, he was like someone really important. So like they take the idea is like they take over control or not control. That's not their thing, but they take over the the physical appearance of someone important, someone in power, and the kind of maneuver things in their direction. That's at least my understanding of Secret Invasion. So it's. Like I said, Marvel kind of played on that knowledge by saying, oh, you guys, anybody who knows that knows that they're the bad guys, and then they flipped the script on us, and said, like, actually, the Kree are the bad guys, like, here's the big reveal, but you still can't get rid of the fact that, like, in Secret Invasion, the Skrulls are not the good guys. Again, I haven't read the comic, but that's my understanding of it, so what is good, like, when does that change? Because Secret Invasion is filming now, so, like, it's coming. Well, I think that's why it brings up the question of, who are we going to see as the antagonist here? Because I truly do think it'll be one of the two groups. I don't think it would be someone random or some random group. I don't think there's a reason for that. And if you think about it, if this was something cosmic that she got her hands on, she probably sent up a signal like no other as soon as she put it on. So I have to think it's one of the two groups because I also think it would be maybe a little muddy to bring in may like another alien group when we already are moving into such a congested area with the scrolls and Kree pretty much at war and, you know, Captain Marvel and associates kind of being so involved with that. So I don't know. I really don't. I'm, I think for now I might say Kree. Yeah. As antagonist, just because that is what we're being led to kind of believe. And, you know, to be fair, secret invasion could very much be about maybe this war and how the scrolls are fighting, which it would be to their tactic, is invading under the guise that they're, they are whoever they're, you know, looking like. So, you know, it could be very possible we're not seeing it as that form and we're seeing the Kree still be the bad guys and all of that. So I'm going to say the Kree. I also know the Kree to be the mo, the more violent, if you will, of the two. They're, they're definitely have less empathy more aggressive for sure yeah and these people i don't know maybe it's just like the way that they're shown in their little second of clip and i know even in the there's that wedding scene where she did the scene with her punching and in the background one of them is standing there because it matches the same silhouette i don't know just the vibe already gives it that it feels like these people are are not scrolls you know because i feel like scrolls take over someone's appearance and are just kind of living life almost. For sure. I mean, 
It's going to be interesting. I There's so much rich storytelling that can be told just in that war alone. So it will be very interesting. I mean, that war has raged for thousands of years. One of the things that you said earlier about her picking up the bracelet and it sending out a signal is it immediately made me think about Captain Marvel's suit. How it's like Cree made and Cree technology. I wonder if somehow... Kamala got a hold of some sort of like Cree tech and like now the Cree are here to come get it back. Well, that's what I mean. I definitely think it it was a signal. It was almost like a beacon. And as soon yeah. as she activated it, it definitely sent out whatever it needed to and, you know, brought who it needed to to her location. And you know what? It's possible we're getting both of them. And we'll see this kind of wage out as part of the war that she's just involved in. And this is how she actively gets involved in the whole conflict. Because I think it makes a lot more sense to bring her in that way than to just have the Kree, like, attack her. I think it makes sense to have some scrolls present, too, in which she's trying to help defend. And she's trying to be involved to the best she can. So... I think it's going to be really interesting because it's a it's furthering a plot line that, you know, we haven't really addressed since WandaVision. And even then, that was really not... It was like a 15 to 30 second clip. Yeah. It was very mu- minimal. Exactly. Yeah. Even then, it really wasn't significant to progress any storyline. Yeah. I want to circle back to something that we hinted at earlier, and that is Ms. Marvel's connection to incursions and potentially secret wars she actually is really minorly involved in what happens when the incursion happens only in the sense that in the comics and i thought this was interesting ms marvel basically comes to her and says like hey this occurred this occurred this incursion what i call her Miss Marvel. Yeah, sorry, Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers. This is hard. I know. With it also just being Marvel in general, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Carol Danvers comes to her and is like, hey, the universes are crashing in on one another, but we don't need your help. The adults got this. And so Ms. Marvel basically, I have written in my notes, she does the whole friendly neighborhood thing where she like protects people in her like neighborhood. She's from Jersey City. So she protects people in Jersey City from the things that are happening, but does not actively involve herself in the actual incursion. But I did want to point that out because we've been so laser focused on Secret Wars. So there you go. That's your connection right there to this new character. I really like that, and I'm going to tell you why. The last clip of the trailer is the iconic Miss Marvel comic book artwork. Yeah. Um, just played out. And I think what's funny is you see her when she is in the trailer. She's riding a bike. It's prior to her get right before they showed the little scene where she like finds the bracelet, and she looks over her like to the side, and she just looks at the New York skyline, kind of off in like her dreamland. But at the end of the trailer with that iconic uh, shot, she's still in Jersey City even as a superhero. As if she's, you know, there and staying defending what she knows. You know, her dream has come true, but she didn't need, you know, to be an Avenger. It's kind of how I signify New York is, you know, she didn't need to be an Avenger to do it. And she doesn't need to be in the tower. And I know the tower doesn't technically exist anymore, or at least for as an Avengers tower. But she doesn't need that to continue to be a superhero and to do the right thing. Not to mention you have Spider-Man, who's already the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, in New York. (laughs) Well, and actually, I'm so glad you brought up Spider-Man because that's immediately where I was going to go next was, like, the idea that, like, Manhattan is, like, 
the central, if you want to say, like, the central base for, like, the Avengers, right? Avengers Tower is in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Then you have Spider-Man, who's watching his neighborhood in Queens. He's kind of tangentially an Avenger sometimes. Obviously not anymore, but at the time, tangentially an Avenger. And now you have Ms. Marvel over on the other side, on the other, you know, over the other river, over in Jersey, kind of doing the same thing protecting her neighborhood. Now, she's not tangentially an Avenger yet because we don't actually know the state of the Avengers at this current moment, but kind of doing very similar to the Spider-Man play, again, being the friendly neighborhood Ms. Marvel versus the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Well, yeah, and I just, I liked too that it just felt like, you know, she was dreaming so big and even when it came to getting everything that she wanted, which was to be that superhero and to be a part of it, she still believed in in protecting the people that where she's from and being the hero that her people need in Jersey City. So, and every time I say it I feel like I'm I'm like <laughs> Gotham, but I'm like no, Jersey City's real. <laughs> I like I know people from Jersey City and I but it, just I don't know why, but every time I say it I just feel like I'm saying like a fake city. But it, it's it'll be interesting how that plays out and especially with you saying that for Secret Wars, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's almost like to me a a slight prediction thing to be able to see or yeah. foreshadowing if you will to be like you know she'll yeah. still be there she'll be watching over jersey city and her the people in jersey city and that brings me to my last question for you katie will we get a carol danvers cameo at the end of this show i think it would be really weird not to she is her like idol um and everything she is is revolving around carol and you know just loving her um and believing in her wholeheartedly and that she's you know the best human being out there so i think it would be very weird not to and i think that is why the scrolls and the kree can be in and should be expected in this because i think that will be partially what brings carol to jersey city and why she gets brought into it is you know suddenly there's skirmish is happening in Jersey City. Well, now it's on Earth. You know, now this is going on in Earth. Yeah. You know, maybe Photon is off board right now, but I do think it would be weird for Carol to not make her appearance at any point. But then again, we might see Monica coming in as Photon at some point, too. I was going to ask, do you think we'll get Monica, too? Or is it well, like she a was one just in Jersey. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, like she was just in Westview. Like, that's, I mean, I don't, Westview's fake, so it's not like I can tell you geography-wise, like, how close it is to Jersey City, but. It's probably south of it, because Jersey City's so north. I mean, yeah, it's, um, like, literally right across the river, so. Yeah, so I would, it's part of North Jersey, so I would assume it's south, but I I would think we ha- we will get one of them. I think if they don't want to bring in Brie Larson, they'll, we'll, we'll get Monica for sure. Um, if they don't want to bring her in for the little clips, because I think if we bring Monica in, we might get yeah. longer clips of her involvement with maybe meeting Kam- Kamala. I can't want to say Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> and so I think we would have a longer opportunity with that, but I think we deserve to see Carol when you have somebody who just is so enamored by her. Yeah. And then my last thing, because... If you talk about Monica and you talk about Carol, you have to address the elephant in the room, which is the frank animosity that Carol, I'm sorry, Monica now has towards Carol. 
two things about that. One, why I wanted, I mean, she adored her as a child. It was so obvious. She was her hero. So you can speculate it has things to do with abandoning Maria and all of those things. All right, that's speculation, but I want to know why. And we may not, we probably won't get that in this show. I'm sure it'll be dive. I'm sorry. And I'm sure it'll be explored deeper in the Marvels. I'm sure that'll be something that they talk about, I would hope, at length. And then my other thing is, like, if they are together, how is that going to be? Like, is that going to be, we're just going to, you know, bury the hatchet for now and work together and, you know, help this kid out and fight? Or are we going to see them sniping? Because I think that'd be interesting. Um, the running theory that I've, I think I've seen it a few times and I've adopted it as well, is that, and this was during WandaVision era, so I have to kind of recall everything from it, but to my knowledge, what I've known some people to say is, because of Carol's radiation, she is what caused Maria's cancer. Oh, wow. And I've seen a lot of people saying that. Is that the, that's a running thing that, you know, her presence around Maria is what caused her to get sick. Granted, we don't know if she's ever come back. There's not, not really a confirmation where to assume she didn't come back after she left the first time until she came back for, um, in, like, well, I guess the end of Infinity War and then into Endgame. But to my, my personal thing is, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past her to have come back. So, there might have been more exposure than she thought. That's kind of been my run- the theory that I've kind of run behind that I've seen people talking about. That's going to answer your first one. And the second one for me is if it does tie down to the fact that, you know, maybe it is abandonment or maybe it is the fact that she felt like she wasn't there and or couldn't protect her mom or something of that nature. I think Monica's going to learn, and I love Monica, but I will think that she will learn a lesson in how it is to be a superhero, especially one such as Captain Marvel, who is essentially, other than, you know, Scarlet Witch, one of the most powerful superheroes out there. And she is able to go off-world and protects the universe, not just Earth. So I think that will be a valuable lesson Monica needs to learn, because if it does come down to things such as, you know, you left and you never came back for my mom when she was sick... And you never visited, and you never did this, that, or nothing, and you let her die alone. Things such as that, I would have to think that's going to have to be something she just learns moving forward. And if she wants to show animosity, animosity, she will. I don't think those feelings are reciprocated on Carol's end. I agree. I honestly... Well, first of all, I don't know that Carol has the emotional wherewithal to even like, recognize that in Monica's eyes she did something wrong. Like, she seems kind of aloof. And stoic also. She's not very emotional as a person. Yeah, she doesn't emote. So I just don't even know that she would even recognize that something was off, you know? Versus, like, and that just leads to, like, she doesn't even know something's wrong. Why would she have any strong feelings or any feelings of negativity towards Monica? So I I am inclined to agree that it's going to be a very one-sided aggression. Well, and at the end of the day, if they both are in this show, and regardless, all three of them are moving on to the Marvels after this, which is why we don't even need to do a whole segment on where are we going to see her next, because we know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But regardless, they're pretty much adopting a kid together, is how I look at this. (laughs) Yeah. They're going they, full they on literally Tony are, Stark. Tony Stark and Doctor Strange adopting Peter. That is what is happening right now. I think it's going to still be, you know, you're kind of annoying and I really don't like you and our egos are going to hit just like Tony and Strange. But it was like, 
But for the good of the kid, here we go, you know? And so I think that's also going to be the dynamic we see in yeah. the Marvels is, you know, Kamala is doing her thing, kind of just helping where she can and doing what she can, living life and existing as a teenager who's like, oh, my God, I have these powers. And then her, like, stepmoms are out here like, I really hate you. Great job, Kamala. You know, like, just kind of vibing. <laughs> so, I and I think that's the vibe we'll see moving forward. And so if they're in this show, we're going to, we're definitely going to see that mentorship start. And I, I don't know, I almost just talked myself into thinking we'll probably see Monica and not Carol, actually, for that reason. Interesting. I don't know how you do Ms. Marvel without at least having Carol once. I, that's my thing. I just think, because think about this, you you have Monica who does not like Captain Marvel, and you have this person, you have Kamala, who is infatuated by her. And I think you have such a stark difference that I think both need to bring the other one down from their high horse on their opinions and meet in that middle ground of like we both like her we can work with, we work with her whatever um so i actually on a mentorship level and who needs who more i actually think monica and kamala would need each other more and would need that relationship more to build together before they join captain marvel who's used to being alone who's used to fighting alone and who, quite frankly, doesn't need them. Until she does. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think in, in Ms. Mar- or, sorry, in the Marvels, she's gonna realize she can't do it on her own. I think there's just gonna be, like, I think that'll be it. You know, not to go too far off, right. you know, too far off into the future, but I think that'll yeah. be it. Like, that moment where she's like, I finally, and that's, I think, a lot of people's complaint about the first movie is like, well, she's so powerful. What is she gonna, you know, once she comes into her own, what's gonna stop her? What's gonna be a challenge for her? Thanos wasn't even really a challenge for her, you know, until he starts using the stones. So my hope is that, you know, if to your point, if we do get a Monica and a Kamala kind of, you know, setting the foundation of a mentorship relationship in this show, that then in the Marvels, we get Carol realizing, hey, I can't actually do this all on my own. And it'll kind of take away that whole idea of like, well, why am I watching this character who like basically just kicks everybody's butt with one hand time behind her back, you know? No, exactly. And I mean, I also think it would make a lot more sense for them to join her together as a previous team or like, I don't want to say team, but pairing if they're kind of already in this mentor and mentor mentee. Um, I was like, hold on. <laughs> a mentor and mentee relationship. And then she's kind of like the big boss. It's like, hey, you know, I do need your assistance on this one. And you guys already are working together or I know of each other and are cued into each other. And I think it's time that we need to make this a three-way conversation. And they're both, both at least on Earth. And so I think, you know, we haven't had much of Carol since Endgame. We know she's not on Earth. Last we saw her in the end of Shang-Chi. So here's an alternate theory for you. Just before we call it a day on Ms. Marvel predictions, what if, and now whenever I use that phrase, it makes me happy, what if we get a Shang-Chi style end credit scene where she gets Peter style indoctrinated? Because I don't want to say she's Shang-Chi style style indoctrinated because he's a fully grown adult who can make his own decisions about like whether or not he's ready to be an Avenger and all of that. So maybe she kind of has the same like little trial run that Peter did, you know, where she's called in every once in a while, but, like, doesn't have to uproot her life. Again, to your point, being able to stay in Jersey City and do kind of what Peter did in Queens for Jersey City. But yet we still get her with a Bruce, with, you know, 
a Wong with a maybe not in person, but a hologram Carol bringing her into the fold. I could see that. And I could too. And actually, you just kind of reminded me too. I wouldn't be surprised if further down the road she ends up in the Young Avengers. I mean, she's like Kate's age. Yeah. So at this... But she's a little younger than Kate, I think. Because yeah, but, she's still in high school and Kate's in college. Yeah, but not by m- much, you know? No, like if no. You know, so... And then you got Peter right in that middle area. You have a... And I'm not saying he'd necessarily be a Young Avenger, but you do have a lot to run with that there are some in those age groups or age frame where you're sitting there and you're like, all right, well, they're they're skirting like 15, 16, 17... 18 like they're all right in that area so i wouldn't be surprised if we get that end credit scene to kind of bring her in and then we that's also a partial way of being like okay so now she's brought in enough to the loop that we could use her in the young avengers because i don't see her necessarily being in with you know whatever we get for the next avengers because i do not know what our team consists of other than captain america right well even i just thinking about some of the other young avengers you've got patriot who's right around the same age but what i like about the idea of kamala being one is she's actually a perfect middle age between the older ones being like kate and patriot and some of the younger ones being billy and tommy and kid loki she's right in the middle there that perfect kind of bridge age gap between the early teens tweens and the older kids who are late in high school going into college in college and might help kind of that group dynamic between such a kind of varied level of maturity all right Awesome. That is a wrap on our Ms. Marvel predictions. By the time you guys are listening to it, we are T-minus five days away. So exciting. Super pumped to have this for the next six weeks. If you have enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please do so on your podcast platform of choice. If you're a fan already and you haven't left us a rating or a review, it would be much appreciated just to hear how you guys are liking the show. You can also check out and follow our blog, which has lots of supplemental content and extra things that you can read that we may have missed on the episode, may have misstated on the episode. All of that goes on the corresponding blogs to each podcast episode. You can, last but not least, also check out our Spotify page, which is linked in the show notes. That has a playlist for each of the different series one playlist for every episode we've done around all of the major theatrical movies, and then one playlist for all the songs available on Spotify that have been in the shows and the movies. And as always, make sure you're following the Twitter. It's Let's Talk MFT. Lots of things are going on in our Twitter, always looking to see other people's theories, along with sharing our own. All of the blogs and the podcasts will go up there as soon as they are up or I try, <laughs> but as far as soon as they are up, so you can kind of find everything you need since there's so much content and Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it.